at the truth of Thanksgiving today. Uh, just kind of like I said, we've been preaching on a series on the truth about change. And it's been a blessing to my heart as I've studied for it and it helped me. Uh, we'll have one more sermon on that series next. Uh, we'll come back to it next week. But I felt uh, that the Lord would have us to take uh, just a side break here and uh, look at the truth about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and uh, gratitude is so important. Uh, I don't think we always see it. I heard about a local chamber of commerce who invited a local pastor to offer the blessing at a banquet that was said to honor local elected officials. And the master of ceremonies and the fluster of the program forgot to call on the prayer uh, for the prayer and didn't really realize his mistake until the meal was almost already over. He was embarrassed, but he asked the preacher to go ahead if he would pray anyways. And the pastor rose and said, uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Amen. <laughs> I've often used that line when somehow we forgot to pray before the meal or someone begins to eat off of their plate before the meal. And I'll say, Bless all that is within us. Uh, but of course, that's not the meaning of the verse here. <laughs> Uh, for thousands of years, people have quoted this line or this verse, but it is difficult to come to grips with one fundamental question regarding these verses. How can a person bless God? How can we as human beings bless God? The almighty, the all-powerful, the all-knowing God. How could we ever possibly be able to bless him? It's very easy to see how God will bless us. It's easy for us to see the crowd gathered around him and uh, be blessed by the food he provides, the healing he provides. And how do we, though, bless him? It's easy to see how God blessed David, the writer of this psalm. But how could David bless God? I believe that David answers the question in that next verse, verse number two, where he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. A person blesses God, I believe, by remembering all that God has done and expressing thanksgiving to him for all that he's done. God blesses us with a multitude of gifts that he gives us, but his people bless God by their gratitude. And thanksgiving that blesses God, however, must truly be with a whole heart. And David says here, he calls for all that is within him to remember all of his benefits in these two verses. Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, as he's often called, said God, God's all cannot be praised with less than our all. So David turns and describes just some of those benefits this morning, I want to look at those, and I think we can easily identify them in these verses and identify them in our lives. And first of all, number one, we ought to be thankful and bless the Lord with our thanksgiving for his forgiveness. Amen. We need to thank him for his forgiveness. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, he says in verse number three. David surely needed forgiveness too, didn't he? He wasn't perfect anyways, but we all know how foolish, a foolish decision to not be where he was supposed to be. The Bible says when the kings were gathered to battle, he was at home. 
He was not where he was supposed to be. But not being where he was supposed to be led for, to him seeing something he should not have looked upon. This led to a temptation to take that which did not belong to him. Which led to evidence of his sin. Instead of confessing, he did what so many of us are tempted to do. And he tried to cover up the sin. So he took the life that he had no right to take. Now a man of God stands before him, pointing a finger right at him. And he says, thou art the man. He's found out. His lust, his adultery, his lying, and his murder. But he doesn't run away. He runs to God for forgiveness. And he finds it. It wasn't without cost. He still paid dearly for his sin. But he found forgiveness. Just as all of us have. Oh, how can we relate to David's situation? Amen. It may not be adultery or murder. But the sin still, the sin still weighed just as heavily upon our hearts. Do you remember the hot tears that ran down your cheeks? As you begged God for forgiveness. Do you remember the shame that you felt? The hope that no one would ever see what you had done. You can't take it back. You can't fix it. All you can do is seek God's forgiveness. When David sought forgiveness, he found it. And so shall we. How can we not with our whole heart... Thank God for his forgiveness. Amen. Not long before she died, secular humanist Marganita Lasky said this quote. What I envy most about you Christians is forgiveness. I have nobody to forgive me. How sad, isn't it? But the truth is, today you do have someone to forgive you. He has forgiven you. You only need to accept his forgiveness. Later in this chapter, David says in verse number 8, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins. He hasn't given us what we deserved. Nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy Toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. Oh so much to be thankful for today. Amen. Let's never forget. Let's be thankful for forgiveness. But also we need to be thankful for his healing. Verse number three also says. Who healeth all thy diseases. It's the Lord who heals all of our diseases today, amen? It's very important for our spirit of gratitude to realize that everything that is good comes from God. James 1.17 tells us, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. There is no good in this sin-soaked world that is not from God. Any healing that we receive is from God, whether it is by means of wisdom given to a doctor 
or knowledge given to a researcher to discover a cure, or a plant created that gives us the needed ingredient in a medicine, or a miraculous intervention. All healing comes from God. There is no healing that is not divine. More than 400 years ago, a French doctor, Ambroise uh, uh, Paré, confessed. He said, I dress the wounds, but God's, God heals them. Amen. What simple faith. If a person takes the Tylenol and their head stops aching, it's God who did that. The atheist and the agnostic chuckle and chide at this truth, but it doesn't change the validity. We should have all been dead long ago from some type of ailment. Whether flu or measles or mumps or heart attack or cancer or dengue fever or malaria or any other thousand other medical reasons. But whether through his advancing of the medical knowledge or his direct protection and healing, we are here today. This is nothing compared to the ailments of the heart and the mind. How many are struggling with mental disorders or mental struggles or heartaches and bitterness because they have not given them to God? A Psychology Today magazine article in 2015 gave seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude. They said, number one, it opens the door to more relationships. A 2014 study on emotions revealed that thanking individuals from strangers to colleagues enhances the potential for ongoing connections and new opportunities. Secondly, gratitude improves physical health. In 2012, studies showed grateful people had fewer aches and pains and feel healthier. I think I'm going to start making sure I gra- uh, I'm grateful every day, amen? Because I'm starting to, maybe I'm lacking in that. That's why I'm having the problems. But Number three, gratitude improves psychological health. It reduces a multitude of toxic emotions. It's a proven fact. Number four, gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Uh, Fifthly, uh, grateful people sleep better. A 2011 study discovered that just jotting down 15 minutes of grateful sentiments before bed will allow you to sleep better and longer. Next, gratitude improves self-esteem. A 2014 study found that gratitude improved athletes' self-esteem and helped optimal performance. And then numbers, uh, whatever number this is, six, I think, uh, or seven, gratitude increases mental strength. It reduces stress, but it also helps play a major role in overcoming trauma. 2006 study on PTSD showed a huge connection between gratitude and lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder in veterans. This is the world, lost psychologists, recognizing the benefit of gratitude. How much more should we pay attention? Amen. Our healing comes from a loving father. Later in the psalm, David says in verse 13, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he noteth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. We sprout up but then we end up dying right for the wind passeth over it and it is gone and the place thereof shall know it no more but the mercy of the lord 
is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. Oh, how important it is to be thankful. Amen. Thankful for our forgiveness. Be mindful of the thankfulness for our healing as well. Number three, thankful for our protection. Verse four, he says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. The picture here from David is not a restoration from destruction, but a protection from it. How many times could we have been killed or injured or seriously harmed had God not protected us? We were driving back from Frankenmuth with my brother's family a little while back, a couple of months back. And they were in his car and we were in ours and Emma had decided to ride with, with them. And we followed behind him. And we had stopped time and again at, at four-way stops coming back from Frankenmuth. And, but there was one intersection that had, uh, well, the cross traffic didn't stop. My brother didn't see that. He was busy talking to his deaf wife and, you know, he was signing and stuff like that. And he didn't realize that the cross traffic didn't stop. And he started to pull off with my baby in his car. <laughs> and I saw cars coming at him from both sides. When he saw it, he just stopped in the middle of the road. <laughs> and cars veered and missed him on both sides of his car. There were some guardian angels that day that decided to quit after that. I'm sure I've had a number of them myself. I could tell you story after story, and I'm sure that all of us can. From David's earliest days, he had been a child that was under the protection of God. Even as a lad, he killed a lion and a bear. I know Daniel Boone killed a bar when he was only three. But we know that that was a little exaggeration in, in there for the sake of a song and the sake of a legend. But David gave credit to God. For his deliverance. So we read last week when he was talking to the King Saul about fighting Goliath. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 37 he said, David said moreover, The Lord that protected me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto him, Go and the Lord be with you. What did he say? He said, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. Time and again, God rescued and protected him from his enemies, whether it be a jealous king or an invading army. It's no wonder that David can say that God is the one who has redeemed him from destruction. We need to be thankful. Be thankfully aware of how God has protected us. Thankful for his forgiveness. Thankful for his healing. Thankful for his protection. Number four, thankful for his love. Verse four again continues and it says, Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. The Hebrew word for crown here comes from a root word that means to circle, to surround, or to hem in. David blessed God by praising and thanking him for his all-encompassing love. Amen. God's love is all-encompassing. It's all around us. There's nowhere that we can go where his love is not already there. We cannot run far enough away from God where his love is not waiting right there for us to come back to him. His mercy is always available. Later in the chapter, 
David wrote in verse 17, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. A farmer once placed a weather vane on his barn with the words, God is love, painted on it. A neighbor came to him and said, Do you mean that God's love is as changeable as the wind? He said, Oh, no. And the farmer said, it means that God is love no matter which way the wind blows. Amen. If the wind blows fair, God is love. If the wind blows foul, God is still love. The wind doesn't blow at all. God is love. Never let us forget to thank him for his love. Number five. He continues at verse number five and he says, we ought to be thankful for his satisfaction. He says, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. Amen. Boy, that's a good verse right there. And I, so I'm talking about satisfying my mouth. Amen. I can preach on food for a while. <laughs> he not only provides us what we need, he provides enough for us to be satisfied. He provides our daily bread, all that we need so that we can be fed. But he provides much more than just groceries. And believe me, I could tell you story after story about how God provides groceries. Amen. But God's provision satisfies the longing of the soul, not just the stomach. God fills every longing and deepest desire we have if we only allow him to do so. This world knows nothing of real satisfaction. Just as they walk away from the table of this world, they're hungry once again for more. The desire of the flesh can never be satisfied by sinful fulfillment. It's the reason the rock musician moans out, I can't get no satisfaction. There is no satisfaction in this world. Why? Because the emptiness inside of all of us is God-shaped. And only God can fill it. Augustine said, Thou hast made us for thyself, and our hearts find no rest until they rest in thee. As the hymn writer said, All my life long I had panted for a draught from some cool spring that I hoped would quench the burning of the thirst I felt within. In the chorus he comes to the praise, he says, Hallelujah, I have found him whom my soul so long has craved. Jesus satisfies my longing. Through his life, I now am saved. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Oh, we need to thank him for his forgiveness. We need to thank him for his healing. We need to thank him for his protection. We need to thank him for his love. We need to thank him for his satisfaction that only he can bring. And then lastly today, we thank him for his strengthening. Continuing in verse 5, he says, So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. It's reminiscent, isn't it, of Isaiah 40, 31. It's amazing how many verses kind of say very similar type of words. But Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The strength that God gives us helps us never tire or quit. If we are leaning upon our own strength, we'll quit. 
We'll stop. We'll need to take a break. But if we rely upon him, he will give us the strength that we need. When our strength fades and our vigor disappears, God gives us the life and vitality to keep going on. There are times when we feel we cannot go any further, but it's not true. Isaiah 41.10 tells us, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will uphold thee, I will help thee, I will uphold thee in the right hand of, thy right, of my righteousness. It may be difficult, the road that we're on. It may be lonely. But God will give us what we need to be able to keep going. Let it never become cliche in our lives what God's word says. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Whenever I was teaching in school, I would uh, come to students and help them, tutor them and help them with different problems they were having. And uh, I would tell them, you know, helping them with algebra or something, I would tell them, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, even algebra. Amen? It doesn't matter what it is that you're going through. All is all. Amen? I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Don't give up. Don't ever surrender to this world, your flesh or the devil. Our enemies are strong and they're vigilant. We're going to have to rely on God every day. Don't think you can't make it. God will give you what you need, but you have to seek him. Amen. How can we just humans Ever bless the God of all the ages. It's easy to see how God blesses us, isn't it? But how can we bless him? David tells us. We bless God by remembering all the amazing things that he has done. And by responding with a heart of thanksgiving. If you know Jesus Christ is your savior, you have been forgiven. The worst thing that you have ever done is under the blood of Christ along with all the other sins. Amen? God has forgiven you. I wonder, have you recently expressed your gratitude for that? All healing comes from the Lord. Do you thank the Lord for his help when you take that aspirin? Or do you depend upon the medicine that he did provide? Through wisdom. God's protection is all around us. Oh yes, bad things still happen to good people. But are we aware of all that God has protected us from? Are we paying attention? Or we just say, ooh, that was close, and go on with our day. You don't have any idea what God has protected you from. Often I'll get frustrated because something is happening. Somebody is driving slow in front of me. Or the kids have taken longer to get out to the car than I wanted to get, get, get going. And I'm like, man, we're late. I don't know what's going on. And one of the kids will pipe up and you know, be holier than thou and, and say, uh, well, Dad, we probably missed a wreck that, uh, that, that ha we would have been right in the middle of if we were on time. That's not an excuse for punctuality, amen? I mean, it has to be good. You know, we have to be punctual. But no, but it's true. One time we were driving down the road, and uh, there was a wreck right on the path where we would have been, probably at the time that we were there. 
He said, see, Dad, see, God protected us. <laughs> We're not real, we don't have any clue. But if we pay attention and attribute to him the things that he's worthy of, we'll have plenty to be thankful for. Have we expressed our gratitude for it? The love of God is more vast than we can ever imagine. He loves us even when we were yet sinners. There in the pit of our sin, he still loved us. And he loves us even when we were at the height of our hypocrisy. He's always love. Have we humbled ourselves and thanked him for his loving kindness and mercy today? So I do that all the time. Have you done it recently? Have we humbled ourselves and thanked him for it? Have we expressed our gratitude for the satisfaction that only he can bring? Our hearts are restless until they rest in him. Have we thanked the Lord for the strength that he gives us every day? God renews our strength, allowing us to keep running. Every morning when I gain consciousness in the morning, I like to say, thank you, Lord. Good morning. I like to try to acknowledge him every morning as soon as first thought I think of. This morning I didn't do so great. I was woken up by the dog barking. I wasn't thinking godly things at that moment. But are we grateful for what God has given us? A new day, a new breath, a new ability to serve him. The hustle of this life, let's not lose ourselves in it all and forget to bless God. Gratitude is the key to the benefits that God wants to give us. As we come through this season of Thanksgiving, let's carry it with us throughout the rest of this year and on into 2024. Amen. There's a small village nestled in the hills where a wise man lived. Every year the villagers would gather together to express their gratitude for the harvest. One year a young man approached the wise elder and said, how can we truly show our thanksgiving? The old man handed him a small basket and said, go through the village and find something that each, from each person that represents their thankfulness. Excitedly, the young man went from house to house in the village and he collected a handmade quilt from a grandmother, a basket of freshly baked bread from the baker, a sketch from the young artist, and even a jar of honey from the bookkeeper, beekeeper. Not the bookkeeper, the beekeeper. As he returned to the wise elder, he marveled at the diverse expressions of gratitude, all the different things that these people were grateful for. The wise elder yet nodded and explained, true thanksgiving is a tapestry woven from the threads of individual gratitude. Each person contributes something unique, and together it creates a beautiful picture of the community's appreciation. The truth is true for us as well. A spirit of gratefulness is a tapestry of our individual gratitude at moments that we think, ponder, meditate upon the goodness of God. So we go into Thanksgiving. Let's not lose sight of the fact that Thanksgiving isn't just personal, but it's also communal one. Amen. Each person's contribution, no matter how small, enriches the collective spirit of gratitude that we all express. 
I hope that you'll join us for our Thanksgiving and praise service this Wednesday evening at 7. I know that people are getting ready for crowds to come. I know people will, some will be out of town, and I understand that. But those who are here, let's take time to praise God for what he has done for us. Come prepared to give a testimony, if you can, to what God has done for you. Amen? Let's gather together on Wednesday, just before the day of Thanksgiving, and let's thank him. And let's not lose that gratitude as we go shopping on Friday. Amen? Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would bless our time today. Thank you for this, just this simple sermon. May it stir within us a heart of gratitude. I pray that you guide and direct our thoughts, and may it be upon all the things that you have done. And may we continually remember all of your benefits. I pray that you be with us now today. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen. Let's all stand together as we sing a verse of invitation. We'll sing one verse of invitation. If the Lord has spoken to your heart, deal with it right